She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. We are guilty of not reading fairy porn yet. That's the red herring, right? It's a Bailey blanket! It's a blanket! Motherfucking can't say blanket. It takes a wild turn. Comfort zone. I'm getting into my comfort zone, man. I'm getting into my comfort zone. You mentioned him killing a whole bunch of girls, and I'm like, okay, but you killed the dog, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm like, she needs to go to therapy. Fuck these people and their names. I behaved. I know. What a surprise. You've been such a jerk about it lately. I didn't know what to expect. We have company. We do have company. (laughs) We have company. And, um, like, so I want to induce our inner... Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm. Words are hard. (laughs) I want to introduce our company. We have Alexa here today. She is a bookstagrammer. Um, Her handle is at Cozy Blanket Reads, and she's also on TikTok. Um, And this is her little bio. Um, She's a a creator of book-related videos and book reactions. She grew up reading Twilight. Oh, yes. Yes. In the Mortal Instruments series in middle school and has been reading ever since. Alexa lives in Ontario, Canada. With her dog, Jenny. Um, and hi, Alexa. Welcome. Hi. Alexa. Thank you so I, much for having wait, me. Wait. I have questions about the dog. Okay. I can answer about the dog. <laughs> all, of, all, all about the bio. It's great. Awesome. Good for you. Congrats on the Canada thing. But I need information <laughs> on the dog. What would you like to know? <laughs> all the things. Is is he old? Is he young? Is he little? Is he big? Just tell me all the things. Is he your best friend? Well, it, he's a she. <laughs> right. Oh, her sorry. name is Jenny. 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 I don't know. People name dogs weird shit all the time. Um, so I got her about a year ago, but she's a rescue. Um, so nice. she came to me when she you. was eight years old. So she is nine-ish now I you guess. got a senior yeah oh I love people that get seniors is she a mutt uh she is but I think that she's mostly like an American pit bull terrier type thing but um we have um we have a similar situation we got a dog when we lived in Pearland that was a couple of years ago and that's in sh- Texas that's in Texas my bad yeah Canada so like you're way like up here we're like wait yeah up. Molly. anyway <laughs> Molly it's not just because Alexa's from Canada it's because no one fucking knows where Pearland is that's motherfucking Houston it's Pearland <laughs> Pearland is on the World Series of Kids Little League every year Pearland's always on there so okay. the world knows about Pearland thank no, you very much no they don't <laughs> you know what guys go to social media and tell her you know where Paraland is thank you um anyways we got this dog and ginger we didn't know her age like we th- figured we were gonna have to cut open like you know cut her open and count the rings you know eventually to figure out how old she was that's not but, how that works no it's not how it works but it's a fun <laughs> little and a joke and she looked brindled like a pity so we ended up doing an embark oh on her not sponsored not sponsored. She's not a pit bull and she's not a lab, even though that's what we've been calling her for the last like 10 years. We're like, yeah, she's a pit bull lab mix. No, she's neither. She's a terrier and a, a shepherd. 
I don't know. And if anyone cares, because I've been completely left out of this conversation, (laughs) I have a St. Bernard. You have a St. Bernard. We all know Bailey. Bailey likes to sing us the song of her people while we're playing. (laughs) She does. Well, I can't ever get my dog's DNA tested because in Ontario, Canada, you're not really allowed to have pit bulls. Like, they're considered illegal. So if they ever found out that she actually was a pit bull, like, and she ends up fighting someone, then I could, like, they could put her down because it's illegal to own one. What? Alexa, we do have Canadian followers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know for sure. She came into the country as a boxer mix, but... and that is what is on all of her paperwork. So, sounds good to us. Jenny's a boxer mix. There are actually areas uh, in the U.S. where pits are illegal too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and like a lot of apartment complexes won't let people have okay. them. It's not a pit problem. No. It's not a pit. It's a it's a breeder and caretaker problem. Dogs are, dogs are generally well behaved. Exactly. She Facts. is the sweetest dog. It's, she it's, would never bite any person. I mean. Well, she's too tired. At that age, she's too tired for any of it. Like, I mean, she'll run for about five minutes and then she's like, I'm done. I'm done. She won't play with toys anymore. She, like, loves her treats. She just want to sit and, like, lay down everywhere. <laughs> That's my jam. That's my jam. Yeah. That's what's up. Bailey Bailey thinks she's a lap dog, but she weighs like 200 pounds. So so she's a lap dog. It's yeah. Fine. I mean, she's just a really Those pictures dog. of people with like huge lap. dogs on their lap, though, is like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with Simple me, choice. With me, she won't like, if I'm sitting on the couch, she won't get all the way on the couch. She'll be with her front paws and her head in my lap with her back paws on the ground. I don't know why that's how she lays with me, but with Tom, she literally his ho- covers all of him, head to toe. He's covered. I'm like you. It's a family blanket. blanket. It's a blanket. I'm like it's I'm a blanket. The blanket. I'm the one that's always cold. Like, why do you get the Bailey? See, it's so hot in my apartment that during the summertime, I'm like, Jenny, get off of me. But then in the oh, wintertime, really? I'm like, come back. But like, she's so used to me saying go you. away that <laughs> she like doesn't want to cuddle. But it's like literally. She's just, like, I remember what happened last month. <laughs> she'll just sit like with right kids. beside me on the couch instead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my children don't cuddle, not anymore. Well, James isn't a cuddler, but that's the autism. That's Sam, it, yeah. Sam lives for the cuddle. Like, honestly, he probably needs some boundaries. <laughs> no, I'm good with it. Let let him be a mama boy. Keep <laughs> well, it up. Well, he's only six, so it's fine for now. It's but fine. when he's like sixteen, I might be worried. <laughs> Just till the like recent times, like till she felt like she was, she's like, I'm too big. No, you're not too big. If you want to hug in a cuddle, I will hug and cuddle you, kid. Always my baby. All right, anyway, so let's, let's talk about no. Before we get to the book, let's talk a little bit more about Alexa. So I um was trying to find some guests to bring on the pod for season three. We've had some great guests on. We've had our friend Nurse Katie, who's been on three times um we've had francesca zappia who's coming on again this season yes and we were really looking yes chesy our friend we were really looking to like bring in more people who love to talk about books and so we do right exactly so i messaged alexa and was like hey i have this podcast with my friend molly would you consider coming on at the time alexa's instagram it had a decent following um 
And now fast forward to August, where we're recording this episode for September, and you have over 16,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, I don't have 16,000 followers. I want to make that clear. You do? Is it sixteen hundred? No, no. I have thirteen thousand. I don't fact checking right now. I don't real time fact checking right now. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You have thirteen thousand, yeah. but I saw this. I looked this morning. I looked this morning. Hang on, I'm gonna pull it up. Tell me about your 13. journey. Thirteen point one. Yeah. I was like, I, no. I, I, okay. okay, well, still, okay. she's like, calm down. I know you're really happy for me, but calm down. <laughs> followers is still a motherfucking lot so tell us about this journey like how was this for you okay so um my birthday is in september my birthday is september Mm -hmm. 14th and one of the things i always do for my birthday is always kind of like manifest stuff because um Mm -hmm. like i always want to know like what the year ahead is gonna look like and like that sort of thing and i had been following like three or four bookstagrammers um on instagram on my Mm -hmm. personal instagram as we do for like eight months right and i was like messaging them non-stop like literally Mm -hmm. all the time and eventually i was like i got to my birthday and i was like i am going to do this like i'm gonna start a bookstagram even though it's like super like i felt like it was embarrassing and cringy and like you know all yeah. of that because it's really embarrassing we understand we know we we got it's you it's embarrassing to put yourself out there right so yeah I, right. especially since you don't know how people are going to receive you yeah yes. so i like started this bookstagram and i went through a bunch of different handles i didn't know what i was going to do and um, eventually I settled on cozy blanket reads. And so I posted my first post on September 16th of last year. So I'm coming up to a year now for my Instagram and That's awesome, like dude. for the first four That's months, amazing. like I, I, I had like a decent following. Like I had some people post about me and was like, you know, welcome her to the bookstagram community. So I got some followers that way. And then, um, one then one of my reels went really viral. So I mm-hmm. had a reel that got to like 20,000 views um, in December. It's amazing. And so that's kind of what kind of snowballed the whole thing is that got 20,000 views. And then I had a bunch more that did really well and that had over 10,000. And then I got one that had in January that had over 100,000 views. And then I had another one that did really well. And honestly, like, it's just like insane. Like right now I have a, a, a reel going really viral and it's literally insane that it is almost at a million views. Yay! I'm, That's so exciting, dude. Like, I don't think that I will ever reach anything more than that. And I honestly don't know why it did so well. Like, and that's just kind of. The algorithm, man, it's mysterious yeah, and so then magical. Which, which one? Which one was it that went this that's going viral like this? Um, so it's the one where I'm saying like my parents and then it says like oh, oh I'm yeah. so happy that like yes. my I'm so happy that like my daughter became a, a reader or whatever and I'm reading like Sarah J. Master's yes. like fairy porn, right? And then it's like Jonah Hill dancing and he and I'm like me reading yes. fairy porn. Yeah. Alexa, I literally showed that to one of my co-workers yesterday. I was like, hey, this girl's coming on my podcast tomorrow. Check out how funny she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I mean, I just think I love your stuff. Like, I had been following you um, on our books to great, our, our book besties podcast had been following you for a while. Um, and as your Instagram was growing, because, you know, how Instagram works, 
as your account was growing, you just kept appearing more and more on my feed. Um, And like, I will say, I agree with you. I think the bookstagram community is very welcoming and they're really kind. Very Um, much so. We're kind of like the bastard stepchild of Instagram. On the other hand, they're just a horny bunch of fuckers. This is true. Um, But we're like like the stepchild because we're not really bookstagrammers. We're podcasters. And so Mm -hmm. like we have this weird, like, where do we actually fit in? Because we don't but fit like, in the podcast world either. Right. We're not podcasters on Instagram, but we're not really bookstagrammers. Right, I would, right. But, I would say you fit in the bookstagram community because I I was on another yay. podcast and like Thank you. they like they they are in the bookstagram community and like I they like post and they make like photo pictures yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's where I feel like we belong because uh, if it has to do with books, I'm here for it. But uh, we are guilty of not reading fairy porn yet. We have no, Molly and I have not actually read any Sarah J. Moss, but no. we will be this season. We will be this season. I'm so excited because like when I was going through and I was listening to a bunch of your episodes and stuff and I'm trying to like catch up. So I'm back in all the way in season one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, season no. one was a little rough. That was our, that was our learning was our way. Our, that was our, our growing years. But yes. I had to listen to the Twilight episode. So like, like that was why, right? Oh, yeah, the Twilight episode is golden. It's yeah. it's choice, and we're gonna include it here in the comments so our listeners can go and find it for themselves. <laughs> like how I did that. You like we talk about that. vampire sperm. It's classic. vampire sperm. <laughs> vampire sperm. That was the best <laughs> part. That's the best part. I was in a cemetery because that's where I walk my dog listening oh, gosh. to my talk about vampire sperm. And she's dying, laughing, crying in the middle of a cemetery. Someone's burying their grave in a bird eye. She's crying, laughing, walking through the sad damn cemetery. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I can't. It's stitches, girl. <laughs> I can't. That's amazing. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess we should potentially oh. at some point talk about this book that we are here to talk about today, which is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. And uh, we picked this book because Alexa recommended it, actually. Yes. Um, and so I am going to give a synopsis, if that's okay with everybody, and then we'll get into like the questions and things. Hit it. All right. When high school senior Pippa Pip Fitz Amobi decides, is that how we say her name? Amobi? I don't know. I didn't listen to the audio. Okay. I read the book. I didn't read the audio book. Decides to solve the murder of Andy Bell and clear the name of her late, uh, late friend, her late boyfriend, Andy's late boyfriend, not Pips. Sal Singh. She never expected this to turn so scary for her. And the first book of the series, Pip unravels a long list of potential suspects ignored by police because they firmly believe Sal's last living act before committing suicide was to text a confession to his father. Even though Andy's body was never has never been found, the police closed the case. Pip's capstone project starts by meeting Sal's brother Ravi something she was explicitly told not to do by her teacher and begins down a path of no return. This book is a YA mystery led by a Rory Gilmore type girl in the vein of Pretty Little Liars, complete with its very own A. All right. You know what I did, Molly? What did you do? Here's what an idiot I am. Oh, boy. 
normally I have two computers in front of me so that I don't. Yeah, have where, I was going to yeah. say, where's your questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pull them up on my phone because I'm an idiot. Okay. All right. You're That'll be fine. That'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, all right. So let's get into the questions. Um, so before I do get into the questions, um, this is a series. It's a trilogy. Uh, do we know if more books are coming out? Alexa, you've read the whole series, right? Um, I don't believe more books are coming out, but I also haven't heard anything from Holly Jackson. I think she has a different book coming out soon ish. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not a part of the trilogy and the trilogy wraps up. So I don't think that there would be another book, but gotcha. Unless she decides to pull a Stephanie Meyer and just keep writing the same books over and over. Yeah, well, like, from a I different mean, point of view. In the third book, though, like, Pip graduates from high school, right? So, like, it would be, like, uh, a continuation of that, like, after in college for, or whatever. For some reason, I thought that's what how the first book ended. Yeah, but then yeah. it happens over the summer and stuff like that, right? Oh. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, makes sense. All right, so I want to start talking about the format of this book because I know I read the physical book and Molly did the audio book. I Alexa, sure did. have you read the physical or the audio? I read the physical. Okay, so um, there are a lot of like really cool features in this book. Like there are Word. maps and um, you get uh, transcripts of like her conversations. I mean, it's and even redacted. I know. Redacted information. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to know how that translated into an audiobook. So, Molly, can you help us out with that? Um, I'd love to, actually. So, I want to talk about the... I actually wanted to talk... I know, I'm being weird. I'm sorry. Look. <laughs> you are look, being weird. I know. I'm going to stop. Let's just... Um, so, the audiobook is a full cast production. Oh. And, and you know how I feel about those, April. I'm usually not them. a fan. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it was done right. Yeah. So the full cast is only in the interview stuff. So if she's recording oh. or she's on a phone, so if she's doing an in-person uh, interview and mm-hmm. she'll be telling it up, she, she'll ask, is it okay to record? As soon as the person says yes, it switches from her voice to both of their voices. And the same goes mm. for phone calls and, um, like, when she was reading the redacted stuff, it mm-hmm. went into the interviewer's and Sal's voice. Does it say, like, redacted when they've redacted it the It it! Oh, that's like, amazing. Beep! That's cool. Like, it's really redacted. So, um, I really, truly enjoyed the way they interpreted this book. Okay. I truly did. I... They handled it really well. And you know how I am very critical about my audiobook consumption because it is my primary primary, way. So I was impressed. I was impressed. And I have the full list of the cast. Bailey Carr, Marissa Call, Michael Crouch, Gopal Devine. That's not how you say that. I'm sorry, friends. It's G-O-P-A-L, Gopal. No. And his name is Devon. I'm not, I'm reading how it's written, I swear. Robert Fass, Kevin R. Free, Sean Patrick Hopkins. Why, why? That's such a long name. Carl, Carol, I need to wear my glasses, I guess. Carl? Carl! <laughs> Monda, Patricia Santomaso. Fuck these people and their names. Sh- Shiza, 
Sarda. Oh my God, Amanda Thickpenny and Variety. What about? I'll put it. What about the maps? Yeah, what they do for the maps? She did. They just say murder map. They'll That's describe crazy. it. That they'll describe. They described it like if I was visually impaired. They describe the con like what they're doing, but they're not in there. In there, the way these maps are physically. Mm-hmm. In here, I did have to pull my hard copy out for that. Aren't you happy that I, I, think, I told you that you should yeah, get a physical copy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it well, it's necessary. It was necessary well, even with the audiobook. And while I was reading it, I was texting her, Molly, you are 100% going to want to be looking at a physical book while you're yeah. listening to this. And like, I get it. So- because formatting, I mean, formatting is important when it comes to writing in general. Right. 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 Like, I, I have to I, say, I have to say, I love a map in a book. Like, I love it. I do, too. I don't care I do if too. it's, like, a fantasy world that you're mapping or if it's, like, a murder map. Like, I love I, a map. I love it. I love it. Why is that special joy? I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. But, like, even in, like, fantasy worlds and stuff, like, I kept flipping back to, like, the map in, like, mm-hmm, every mm-hmm, single mm-hmm. thing. I always flip back. I'm yeah. always like, I want to figure this my, out. <laughs> Where are they? Right. My favorite right. is when it's in the beginning of the book. Yeah. yeah. So, like, as soon as you open the book, you see the world. So you're getting oriented right, right. away right. before you jump in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about the pace of the book. So I felt like it's kind of started slower and then like sped up as more evidence was revealed. Um, but I don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? What do you thought? Do you think this was like a, a style choice or do you think like it just reads that way? I mean, I think that like Pip doesn't really have anything to go on at the beginning. Right. So like, it, even right. in her regular, like if you were doing this as a person, you would start off mm-hmm. slowly too, right? And then like as more mm-hmm, evidence mm-hmm. happens, you're like, okay, I'm really going to figure this out. I'm going to, it's going to happen type thing. And right. like, especially with like all the things that she starts to uncover, like it just becomes a snowball effect. Like even if she wanted to stop, right. she wouldn't be able to, right? Because right. of everything that consumes her at that point. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good mystery always picks up the pace like that. Right. But it reminded me like this, this book reminded me so much of the Pretty Little Liar series, not so much the book series, which I did read, but like the TV series. Mm -hmm. Um, It, you know, it's got, it's got an A, you know, somebody who's texting her and she doesn't know who it is. Um, She's getting threading notes. She's trying to uncover a mystery of a murder. Um, So in that sense, it just reminded me a lot of Pretty, Pretty Little Liars. And that show did the same thing with the pace. So, like, it started very slow. And as the series went on, the episodes became really quick. Like, you were – that hour went very fast. Um, that show gave me anxiety. I couldn't watch it after, it was, like, the first three episodes. I was like, I'm out. That and Flight Attendant. The, the Kaylee Coco show. I've never seen on HBO Max. It gave me anxiety. Like I can read a mystery, I cannot watch a one. It it freaks me out. So I don't actually like mysteries. Like that's not my jam. That's Molly's thing. Um, I love it. We're gonna cover Karen Slaughter later this month. 
Yay. Honestly. Hey, she shared one of our things on, on Instagram. So I know. So mad nice. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of mysteries either. Like mystery thrillers. Like that's not really like mm-hmm. what I normally am into. Um, and I think that's. What do you lean towards normally? Uh, romance and fantasy. Um, particularly contemporary romance. I really enjoy. And then like. Um, YA fantasy, those are my two like main things that I like purchase. So, April, 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 April. Yeah, that's my favorite too contemporary romance and YA fantasy. Yeah, so I think that's why like this book took me by surprise. Like, I didn't think that Mm -hmm. I was gonna enjoy it like a big Mm -hmm. amount type thing. Um, (laughs) and then I, I rated the whole series five stars, like, I loved it from start to finish. So, I know, like. I, it's always like the second book. You don't think it's going to be like any good. I actually thought it was better than the first one. But mm. Mm. That's how I feel about. Well, uh, is this her first series. book? I'm pretty sure. Is this yeah. Her first I'm pretty book? sure that was her do bit. The second book's always better because they finally fallen. They've gotten into a comfort zone with their writing. Yeah. What were you doing? <laughs> comfort zone. I'm getting into my comfort zone. zone, man. I'm getting into my comfort you, zone. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. You're doing like Lizzo right now. Um. <laughs> No, I, I don't agree with you on that, Molly. Well, because the writing was terrible in Twilight, but New Moon was far worse of a book. Uh, I could yeah. not agree more. <laughs> and, um, like, then you've got a series like Suzanne Collins, who is just, like, a skilled, she's an amazingly skilled writer. But Suzanne Collins has been a writer for a long time before her came along. I know. But my, uh, Catching Fire is my favorite of that trilogy. Word. It's just, like amazing yeah like sometimes because um, she got into the comfort zone man she got into it <laughs> i feel no, like i'm gonna own it whatever i feel like because the second book the characters are already developed and like it's a mm-hmm. different type of mystery type thing so i think that's why i enjoyed it i also really enjoyed mm-hmm. like pip and um ravi's relationship a Ravi. lot in the second book because they're very cute together mm-hmm. and like yeah so i'm Adorable. I'm sorry, but as a grown-up, um, I would not let my daughter date a boy that wasn't in high school. Um, she was a high school I, senior. I agree. I was found that really surprising. That. I was like, am I? Because he's like 20, right? Yeah, I was like, am I seeing vibes yeah, no. here? Like, I get that she's 18, yeah. but like, but no. no. She's in high school, and he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but also, I have a lot of beef with her parents in this book throughout. Oh, Like, yeah. a huge beef with her parents with throughout this book. Like, Yo, your kid's chasing a murderer. No, like, literally the parents don't get any better throughout the whole series. Like, I'm like, she needs to go to therapy. Like, But again, um, this is like Pretty Little Liars. Where are the parents at all of where this? Where's the grown-ups? You're, okay, if my kids got a threatening letter, you think they're just going to, like, put it away and hide it as seniors? No, my kids are going to come to me bawling their eyes out and be like, what do I do? Well, I hope my kids come to me. Oh, my kids tell me everything. They can't not. They don't know how to not keep a secret. My girls don't know how to keep secrets. Yeah, they well, tell on themselves, like, constantly. Well, yeah. like... Well, my kids are too little to tell yet. <laughs> <laughs> but just... Could go either way. Just based yeah. on, like, how the book ends, like, you know that Pip is going to have, like, trauma about that final event. Mm-hmm. Oh, for and, sure. And, like, it doesn't get addressed, like, in the second book. No. And she just deteriorates. And so, like, the parents Lovely. just get 
so much worse. And it's definitely meant to be written that way, right? Like, it's meant to be like, you know. Like, her parents are just terrible. Yeah. Like, you could tell. Like, It's not even that they're terrible. They're not even that they're terrible. They were supportive. They're just, to me, they're not paying attention. To me, this is a fault of the writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that that the parents being intentionally, like, I don't think it was intentional that her parents are, are like that. Like, I, I understand that that's the way that they're written, but I do think that sometimes authors make really intentional choices. And then I think sometimes authors can't make and can't make the intentional choices because they don't have the skill yet. And there were parts of this book that really, really bothered me that I feel like the writing just wasn't at the caliber of how popular this book series is. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was an interesting read. It's definitely a YA book. And for somebody that, right. And for somebody that doesn't read mystery, like I thought it was still interesting. But one of the things that really, really bugged me about this book was Holly Jackson is, uh, is English and she sets the book here in the States. And then the characters have phrases that are very British. And I'm like, we don't talk like that. I, I agree. I don't know why she decided to set the book in the States. Like it makes, why? It makes no sense to me. Like I don't know if it'd be more popular here. It would. Be, it would probably sell more books if it was set here and was sold. I don't here. know. The highest selling uh, YA children's book ever is Harry Potter, yeah. and that's clearly Facts. not set here. Exactly. So, so I mean, she could have just easily have chosen a town in the UK and just based yes. it off that. Like it didn't need to be in the states. You could have done the exact same story, just made all the characters right. British, and I feel like right. that would have made a lot more sense in terms of like who she chose as the characters too. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I really just, I, I thought the skill of the writing was not there. And that's not to say that the story didn't have so much potential. Like, it was a really interesting It's a read. good story. The book that I'm currently reading that we're covering on the pod that I'm not going to say yet is so slow paced that I know Molly is going to hate it. But this book didn't have those feelings. I know she's going to hate it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to hate it. I like it, but you're going to hate it. Um, but this one just, it didn't, it didn't have, it didn't have the richness for me. And you know what I think it is, Molly? I'm going to have to blame you on this because you opened my eyes to good mystery last season, our first season, when we read The Bone Garden. Oh, it's such a good book. Such but, a good book. But for, I'm going to defend this as a writer. All right, do it. She is writing to her audience. Mm. If she were just going to write this, if she was going to write this for adults, it would be written different, I would think. Okay, but you know I do not like that excuse. I do not accept that excuse because John Green does not write like he is writing for teenagers. And he is the motherfucking hero of an entire generation, Molly. Sorry. That's true. You did say that. John Green every season until he comes on. John Green every season until he's on. Um, I, but I'm but I'm saying sorry. No, go ahead. I Alexa. was just gonna say, but like also though, like personally, I like I teach middle school, and I would never give this book to my students to read. Like I think it's a little bit too dark for them. So like mm-hmm. if you're gonna write a book that's basically gonna be like 15 and up or 16 and up, like you're gonna expect a lot of adults to be reading this. Because that's who your audience is going to be. It's going to be like people like me who read YA. It's not going to be 13 and 14 year olds. It's way too dark for them. Like I would never put this in my classroom library in a million years. 
Right. Probably and I'm not going to let you know that I'm definitely letting my kids read this. Well, that's that's you your know. choice, though, because you're their parent. Like, right. I can't make that choice right. as their teacher. My girls, my girls right. aren't, aren't at level for their grade either or comprehension. They're well above their age group. So it's different, too. But I also think, like, well, you're going to be available to have conversations that they would need about a lot of the things in this right. book. Whereas if I just put yeah. that in my classroom right. library and was just like, this is okay to read. And then, like, no right. one comes. To You're going to have a parent yelling at you about it. Yeah. Because yeah. then they're going to be like, what are you doing? And stuff like that. So Why are you giving my kid a book that talks about sex? I get that. I mean, it's not even about sex. Like, that doesn't really bother me too much. I just think a lot of this, like, a lot of the things in it is, like, it's a very dark read. Drugs it's dark. and the murder and the, yeah, yeah it's kind of, yeah. It's dark. It's almost like it. Like you get getting inspiration from Stranger Things as well. Yeah, like Bird. some of the darkness that's attracting teens right now. But while we're on this subject, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in the notes that I had sent you guys. I hope that's okay. But that's um, we learn a lot of secrets about Andy Bell in this, and one of them is the drug dealing, and that she's cheating on her boyfriend with a teacher. Okay, Alexa, I really want to know your feelings on this because I have strong feelings as an educator strong, on these kind of things happening in books. Feelings. I, Why is it always the social studies teacher, yo? <laughs> Why is it always the social studies teacher? We had one in my high school, and it was a social studies teacher. Sorry. Anyways, Alexa, go. I, it was the science teacher in my high school. <laughs> it was the French teacher in my middle school. What? It was middle school. Middle school? No. Our middle school band director was also problematic. In fact, he's in prison. So, um, yeah, my, it's dark. My middle school French teacher, she was, um, she, she, yes. Pedophilia is equal opportunity for men and women, yep. Molly. There are men and women yep. that are yep. pedophiles. I know, I know. It's just always surprising it, for some reason. And I don't happened, know why. And it happened to a student in my grade. So all of us knew it. Ugh. And he got chased mm. out because he was so embarrassed that he had to go to a different high school. Than all the rest that's of us, awful. and that's not even his fault. No, it's not his fault. She but freaking... he didn't say anything until two years later when he was in grade ten, and mm. and then she went through a whole process and like lost her teaching license and everything like that. But like it was, she just, should like, be in jail. She didn't go to jail. Grooming is a thing. She didn't go to jail because no. like there was no like evidence or anything evidence. of things that had happened. It was all hearsay in terms of like all of us gotcha. saying things and like rumors and stuff that were happening, and there wasn't. It, it was an inappropriate yeah. relationship, but we don't actually know how inappropriate it got, right? Like, yeah. Gotcha. Sort of so when I was a teacher, so I'm a librarian now. If you're joining us for the first time, I'm a children's librarian. I used to be a teacher. Um, and when I was a teacher, I taught the newspaper and yearbook. So I was alone with students a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I joined the union so I would have protection in case anyone lied and said something went down. Because I would never, ever, like, they're children. It's They're children. But I was alone with students a lot. And that type of trust that their parents are putting in you to be with them, not just during the school day, but after hours. After school, yeah. Like, that kind of trust. I just, the audacity to betray it. And to hurt a child like that. And then this is what's happening in YA books. Because this isn't the only one that this is 
that this is in. It's also in Pretty Little Liars, um, a book we're going to read later this season, Molly, called Before I Fall. There's yeah. a teacher-student relationship in that one, too. And, like, I, this is not something to aspire to. This is not something for a teenager to want. But it's also real life. But I... I, I guess, really want it to be more rare than all three of us knowing somebody that this has happened I to. Agree. I want it to be more rare than that. But, I, but our, our main character in here, sorry. No, you go, go ahead, you Alexa. Go ahead. Uh, our main character in here honest, openly admits she finds it disgusting. She knows yeah. her classmates find it disgusting. She right. thinks something's wrong with the girl. What the hell's the goddamn dead girl's name? Andy. 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 She knows, she, I mean, she knows Andy's not right if she's asking to do this. So, yeah, like, um, I have really strong feelings about it, too. And I personally don't like when it is in YA books. And I think that's like, I would never recommend a book to someone like in a YA genre that has that like, um, Karen M. McManus just wrote a book. And like, one of her main story plots was about, um, that and I rated it really low because of that because it made it seem like it was all okay and I right. did not think that that was needed to be included as a no, plot point like there was so no other what? so many other things that it could have been right. done in order to omit that as a plot point since it was right. such a big thing and I'm like why are we still right. writing about this like it doesn't need to be written about. Like, even if you look back in shows, like Dawson's Creek did a whole season about it. And it's just like, Oh my God. Yes. uh, It just like really makes me upset that like it seemed as that we still need it for content. People think they need it for content. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and here's, and here's the problem. First of all, before I say this, which Karen McNan is, you'll be the death of me. um, Is that the same author that wrote one of us is lying? Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, So here's what really creeps me out about all of this. Yes, I really hate that this is in YA because this is not something for kids to aspire to, to have a relationship with their teacher. But who's writing these books? It's adults. And I, shame on you. Shame on you for writing a book that, that is about having a relationship with a student. Shame on you. Yeah. That's all I have to say. No, I agree. Like, <laughs> I would, even if I ever tried to write a book, which I don't know if I ever will, but that is not something. It's fucking hard, just so you're aware. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I've been trying to do it. I've been doing it a long time. It's fucking hard, man. Just just know that before you try. I have so many author friends, and they're all like, it's not easy. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> April just recent relab my recent pages, but that's beside the point. They're spicy. I love it. But like, I don't understand why it needs to be a plot point in any sort of book it about teenagers. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. If you want to do like a college professor romance, not that I think that that is really okay either, but at least then like they're all adults. And they're I guess, all consenting adults. And like, yeah. that would never yeah. be in YA either. So like if you're reading that and it's an adult book, like include whatever you want to include in your book if you're Just, reading it for adults. But, but remove the pedophilia. Yeah. And also like yeah. don't sub- remove the pedophilia. Don't subject kids to that though either. Like. Right. 
And I tell my students, I'm like, um, if you're in a room alone with me, like the door has to stay open. Like anything that you tell me, like I am under obligation to go and tell someone else about it. If it it can't always stay confidential. Like I'm very, very open about like everything Mm -hmm. that my students like tell me and like I am saying that to them and I'm like I would prefer if your friend was actually in the room with me if you are telling me something anyway if you've already told them and like all of this stuff just so you have another person and like I do all of that and so that's why it really makes me upset that there's like teachers out there that don't want the best for kids because it's literally why I'm in this profession and it just makes me so right but some people see it as a playground as a as a um, personal uh grooming and playground right? right right That's the whole reason they did it is so that they could right. go in, shape minds, and take advantage of it. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. All 100% right. disgusting. All right. This is bleak. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Pip. So Alexa, we talk a lot about on this show about how women are written. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, like, do how you all feel Pip was written at, as a, as a as a woman? Is she a strong character? Is she a good character? Believable? What do y'all think? You go first. I'm. I think that she is a believable character. Honestly, she reminds me a lot about how I was when I was eighteen. I thought I knew everything mm-hmm. and I knew nothing. You know, and she's very flawed mm-hmm. in her writing, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. how she's written. You know, um, and I think that's why I enjoyed the book so much, just because like she really reminded me of me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. a teenager. She's she's very precocious, mm-hmm. right? She's got that Rory Gilmore thing going. Mm-hmm. However, she has the the author has given her a voice of a more mature person, but the writing and the thought bubble of a child and the author muddy couldn't find a teenager's voice I feel like in this I feel like at times we're getting her at a younger voice and then her at an older voice and it didn't feel to me as blended as it could have been for her to have a more set teenage voice does that make sense yes but also as someone who was like a very childish teenager like I went off to Uh university you know expecting all of these things and it was so different than what the expectation was and like I Mm -hmm. I didn't know a lot like I didn't even swear until I was like 16 years old and like I yeah welcome to our podcast I know (laughs) (laughs) and like I didn't you don't worry I didn't get a party you I didn't go to parties in high school. Like I, I was a very much of like a goody goody, like type Mm -hmm. of person. That's okay. I know it's completely fine. Like I, like everybody has their different past. I'm not judging at all. I'm sorry if that sounds like that. No, 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 it's completely fine. Like that's just who I was, and like I no regrets. Like that's just who I was. But I just think that, like in the writing, it's kind of like hard to write someone like like that and I feel like that's who Pip was right someone who was like childish but also knew a lot about the world yeah right yeah Yeah, that makes sense but I almost think I'm sorry hear me out because I know both of you are defending it I feel like 
I was exactly like that too, Alexa. I was the good girl. I didn't curse. I didn't drink. I didn't go to parties. Like I had my small group of friends, but I prefer, preferred books to people. I still do. People like Molly who are extroverts adopt me. That's how I get friends. I mean, that's um, how I, I, I mean, that's how I get friends. I go, you're my friend now and that's it. But is it cliche to write a character like that? Because the majority of the people reading YA are that precocious girl who wants to be home with her books. So are you just like, is that cliche then? I mean, does it become, if we can say that it's a Gilmore character, we have already made it cliche. I feel like it straddles the line. Yes. I I agree. Um, But I do think that in terms of like YA literature nowadays, Mm -hmm. like you're more likely to have like an action hero type person not really like a Rory mm. Gilmer character. So like That's true. Maybe Oh, that's a good point. Maybe it would have been cliche 15 years ago. I I don't know but if today, it's cliche which is today. fair. Again, again, the adults in Pippa's life failed her because they all know who her teachers all know who this girl mm-hmm. is. They all know exactly her behaviors. They've been with her for Four years, and they approved, even though they know her maturity level and know who she is as a student, they still approved this project. Mm-hmm. So, again, the adults set her up for failure. Like, well, her parents aren't paying attention, her teachers are kind of ignoring it. It's just... I mean, there there is a teacher that's paying attention. But, but it's not the one we want paying attention, you know. <laughs> he, he, I do believe he cares <laughs> about Pip. He's known her, like, her entire life, but... Uh, he also might be a murderer. So um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. So as Pip starts to unravel. It's fine. You know, uh, as he starts, to, she starts to unravel the truth about Andy's murder. She begins receiving threatening messages. Someone breaks into her home and someone dog naps her family pet. Yeah. Fuck Was there- that shit, man. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Didn't even get to ask my question. Sorry, keep going. My question was, was anything surprising to you? But, you know, there you go. Mad about the dog. That was surprising. I cried when the dog died. Cried. I was very surprised about the dog. Okay, so. I did not see that I have a question because um, I recommend this book quite a lot on, like, Bookstagram Uh and stuff. And, like, someone messaged me and they said, like, you really should have put a content warning for the dog dying. Yeah. And I don't, and I was like, how would you though, without that being a spoiler? Well, this is my point is that like, if I say that like a pet dies in the content warning, mm-hmm. then right. and it's the only fucking pet in the book. Then you know that this right. dog is going to die. And I feel like that kind of takes <laughs> yes. away from the shock factor of like what one of the yeah. main points of this, like emotional points of this book is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That person can fuck off. Yeah. And it also, I don't think you need a trigger warning for it. It, No. And and, and on this podcast. Holly Hoover, on the other hand, that hoe needs trigger warnings left and right. Her name is Colleen. Colleen. I said Colleen. I said Colleen. I said Holly. I said Colleen. (laughs) Okay. Rude. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like, I do try to give content warnings and stuff, but I I just feel like that didn't really need a content warning. Like, dogs die all the time. Not that and way, also, but yeah. also, I I feel like 
Yeah, that would have kind of ruined it. Like, we give spoilers on Book Besties. We've told everybody from the beginning, like, that's kind of like what we do. That's kind of the point of this. We're breaking it down. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen. Well, I would never (laughs) listen to a podcast or like uh, a reviewing reviewing podcast about like movies or TV shows or anything if I haven't watched it. Like, that's... Right, Kelly. right. It's like but it's you'd be like surprised. People still complain. <laughs> yeah, the only book we didn't spoil was Cats and Yammer by our friend Chesie because yes. it hadn't come out yet. It's we so got bad, advanced though. reader copies, and so we were talking to her about it, and we weren't going to spoil that because that is a big motherfucking plot twist. Like it's <sighs> a big plot twist. It's such a good so, book. So we still haven't spoiled it. So if you haven't read it yet, everybody, go read it. It's really right. Good. Seriously, it's still out. Um, Just came out. Yeah, it came out in June. So, uh, all right. So the dog, I think that that was for me the moment that I was like, oh, I feel emotional right now. I don't I don't get emotional a lot when I read anymore, um, except Colleen Hoover did it for me. I cried in the shower. And um, anything by John Green will make me cry because it's he's, John he's, Green. He's a genius and I love him. Please come on our show. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Green every season until he's on. Um. But I, I, I was like surprised that a part of this book would would get to me, and that was it. And it, and and we started uh, talking this episode about our dogs, and I think yeah. that's where that emotion comes right comes from. Is right, there are there are our family, people. yeah. And um, I was actually I don't have a note about this, but I want to tell you something else that surprised me about this book, and it has to do with Pip. And I texted Molly. I said, "Spoil, uh." uh what did I say? Prediction about this book without context. Pip slips on with on her floor wearing her socks while the murderer is chasing her. Cannot believe that did not happen in this book because they set it up so perfectly with the foreshadow of she kept slipping in her house on with her socks. And yeah. I was like, the murderer is going to be chasing her and she's going to fall. And that's, that's going to happen. That's it. That's it right. <laughs> like this is going to happen. <laughs> she's biting her lips. It must happen in another book. Oh no. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I will not say anything. You don't know. Yes or no. I'm not saying anything. I feel, a little, vindicated right now. I feel a little vindicated right now. <laughs> um, I, okay. Since we're talking spoilers and the ending, I expected the twist with the teacher. That's mm-hmm. what I was expecting. Well, that's, that's one and done teacher. That's the red herring, right? Like that was right. like you, the right. whole, the whole entire like third of the book is like her being like, it's definitely him. And like, it can't be right. him though. Like I love him. Right. And- right. Um, the sister was what surprised me. But that's also, what surprised me. But it didn't surprise me. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that I 100% knew that she was the murderer, but I am going to say that my, what I thought happened, because this reminded me so much of Pretty Little Liars, what I thought was going to have happened was that Andy attacked her sister and then took over her life. Oh. Because they talk about at the beginning of the book when Pip How much meets, they look alike. How much they look alike. And how different she looks now than she did when she was younger. The mm. entire book, I thought Andy was going to be alive. Like, I literally Me thought yeah. that Andy was alive and that there was no murderer. Yeah. I just thought that she would run away. Like, I, I, I legitimately thought that she was going to be alive. It... That's, I think, what was the most surprising part for me 
was that she was actually murdered. She was still alive. Well, mm-hmm. see, um, yeah, Andy's- I think so too. I think so too. But I also don't really find it believable that like both of them kind of killed her. Like, I don't find that believable. I also find it really fucking unbelievable that this like really intelligent PhD who's teaching high school thinks he has a different has the right person that he's been taking care of and it's somebody completely different there's like, gotta be a psychotic break like his wife died he accidentally murders a teenager that he was having an affair with and then he just loses the shit and just loses the shit no i don't know like the fact that he was able to do it for so long so like long. So, so long and like so you're bringing long. her supplies and talking to her and like all of this and like this girl never tried to escape like you must know in your head like andy is smart enough that she would have tried to escape by now you know Andy's a bitch that's how they describe her you're telling right. me she wouldn't fight you exactly right you, like you're telling me that like the andy you know is just gonna give up like at no. first, so, at first, but Andy maybe. had blackmail right. too. Like, right? No, she wouldn't have given up. No, absolutely. Mm, no hard pass. Once she, once her brain was stable again from the fall, she'd have been like, "I'm out of here." I don't like, yeah, out of five thousand, man. I did think there was a really interesting deviation between it being like the teacher or the sister. There was one person that only comes up once, but he has the same initials as somebody that's in her. Um, by her planner and i don't the name escapes me right now but it's the grandson of the owner of the hotel where she meets the teacher he has the same initials as somebody that's in her planner so i thought well that would be really an interesting plot that we barely know anything about him and he would come completely out of nowhere there's the um so there's a phone in sorry oh, you go ahead there's a phone interview at the beginning with andy's two best friends um and during one of them, well, I can't remember which one it was, she says, Andy is gone, dead and buried. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew where Andy was. And she's the only person that, like, still held out hope that there was finding Andy. And I was certain that girl had something to do with it because she was the only one that was certain Andy was buried. Mm-hmm. Certain Andy was buried. And I was like, well, why would she think she's buried? If mm-hmm. she didn't have a hand in putting her in the ground, right? Like, I just thought that was something she was saying because she was like buried in the woods or something. I don't know. By Sal. So the next book in the series is her making a podcast about what has happened in the first book. And then she finds like a different mm-hmm. mystery and does a podcast about that. So, like, all of this. So she's crime junkies, hashtag not sponsored. So, <laughs> if you do want to sponsor us, we'd love to be under your brand. We'd love to be under Audio Chuck. Give us a call, man. Bookbestiespod at gmail.com. Ashley Flowers, hit us up. We'll cover the book. <laughs> so, like, all the stuff that she had recorded and stuff like that, like, that goes in, like, the podcast uh-huh. type thing, which, like, makes people, like, uh-huh. want to listen to it. But then, like, yeah. all of the Andy stuff still comes up during, like, this new mystery, and it continues on. So there's, like, a lot of things in the book where you're, like, oh, like, that didn't wrap up quite as well as I would have wanted it yeah. to. It continues all the way until the end of the third book. Like, and then everything okay. gets, like, wrapped up, and you're, like, oh, my gosh, this is mind-blowing. Like, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. 
I don't. I still don't think I'll read the other two, but that's good. That I don't either. Together. But listen, this is nothing against this book, truly, Alexa. If Molly and I don't put it on the pod, we don't read it these days. Like honestly, my TBR is as long as my arm right now, and because we don't, we're reading a, a book a week. Spreadsheet for us. I just started a separate spreadsheet for us for our TBR for the yeah. seasons. No, that is that is totally fair. Like I, it is so hard to keep up with books anyway. Like I'm currently reading Throne of Glass for the first time, and these books are huge. Mm-hmm. Like I've been reading this since January. Yeah, like that, right? Yeah, I've been reading this since January, okay. and it's just like, oh my gosh! Like you just don't have time to read anything else except for these books. No, and I mm-hmm. read like other romances in between, but it's so hard. So mm-hmm. like, I totally understand. So, You're are you hard. like me and do a single book at a time, or are you like April and have multiple books going? Oh, I have multiple books going all the time. <laughs> I can't with you fuckers, but man. I can't like, do. A lot. I can't do. <laughs> the same format. So I read two books at once. I read a, an audiobook and a physical book. If I add in another physical book or another audiobook, I get very confused. Even if they have nothing in common, I'll just be like, why is Pip in the middle of uh, Project Hail Mary? <laughs> I can, What's she doing in space? I can do two of the same medium as long as they're not the same genre. So like I can't okay. read two fantasy books like the same mm-hmm. and like the same thing is like I can't listen to two romance books because I'll get confused. Yeah. Um, but if I'm listening to like a fantasy book and I'm listening to a romance, mm-hmm. like I can tell the difference. But right now I'm not reading any yeah. other fantasy except for Throne of Glass. I've tried and I have failed. Because it's heavy. Yeah. There's just like a lot of characters. Like literally you could beat somebody with it. It's very heavy. Literally. Like there's just a lot of characters. There's like 20 characters. Literally. Like main characters. Yeah. I hate when books do that. Night Circus muddled us down. Like Night Circus okay, was so look, character heavy. It look, muddled me down. Look, you cannot, you cannot get away with saying that the Night Circus had too many books when your favorite series is Discovery of Witches. Had too many characters. When your favorite book series Mm-mm. is Discovery of Witches. Different. It's different. It's not. It's They're both fantasy books that have long They're lists of characters. Way, yes, but those are three yes, books. So much that similar. Is three books. Three books, not one book. Three books. All right, that's fair. I I really feel like the. Have the you read Discovery of Witches, one. Alexa? I have not. I have not. Eh, that's okay. Shush you your face. To. Deborah Harkness is a national treasure. Yeah, Deborah Harkness is. is a national treasure. But no, is, I totally understand like not reading the other ones in the series unless it's on the podcast because like I I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. The okay, only so the only questions. the only I've, <laughs> I've put in a few books um, of my own reading that weren't pod over the summer, um, which were romance books. Like I read the sequel to um, I read Hook Line and Sinker, which was the sequel sequel to it happened one summer and i read uh another emily henry which one was it um book lovers book, uh, book lovers yeah i kind of fit those in because i just needed a detox from the heavy and i got I mean, really far ahead of molly I, and I, I had to detox after colleen hoover too though i read delilah green uh, doesn't care after colleen hoover because have, have you read it ends with us oh yeah yes. <laughs> i was gonna say what Ooh. one did you read <laughs> It ends with us. Woo. Oh. I, was not, I was not prepared. Same. I was not. Prepared. Anyways, we should probably get back to the book we're supposed to be talking about, huh? Yeah. Okay. 
I think we've answered most of my questions. So, uh, let's see. Um, I, I just have a note on here to talk about Sal, uh, because Ravi is Sal's brother. He has been ostracized because the small town mind has decided he'll probably be a murderer too. Cause that makes sense. Like, yeah. How did you feel about his involvement in vindicating his brother? And my other question is, did Pip really need him as a love interest? Absolutely not. I, we don't, we, I've, yeah, I, go ahead. I don't think that they needed Ravi as the love interest. I, I think that that mm-hmm. was like a weird turn to take. Um, but like you predicted it because they were acting all flirty together, but they didn't need to be flirty. Like he could have just been no, a fun sidekick. But right. I also think that it brought like a really big personal kind of vibe into it. And like she couldn't separate it because it was his mm-hmm. brother. Whereas maybe if he wasn't as involved and it was only like an interview about it that she could have like stepped back when she should have instead of like going through everything. Um, This is going to be a, for Molly, it's just a light bell. I have this beef with a lot of books. We do not have to have a love interest every time we write a book. Look at me. Facts. In the eyes, authors. Facts. Listen at me. We can have platonic opposite sex friendships that don't have to be gay. We mm-hmm. can have these things. You just have to fucking write it, dude. Just mm-hmm. just fucking write it. Mm-hmm. Thank Facts. you. Facts. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I, think, I was going to say, thank you for coming to her TED Talk. <laughs> I think the problem that a lot of authors have is they don't know how to write banter that doesn't sound flirty if it's coming from the opposite sex. Right. And yeah. Because they never, you know what it is? I need to do that. I need to show them how it's done. I need okay, to show but, them how it's done. But can you finish the romance novel you're working on now? Because it's I, really good and I need more. I know. <laughs> Matt's been giving me a hard time too. I'm working on Listen, it. Listen, she said, Alexa, she said she didn't think she could write a sex scene. Then, like an hour later, she texted myself and our friend, Nurse Katie her sex scene. I was asleep when it came through. So I read it the next morning and was late for work because that's how motherfucking good it was. I was so mad about it. I was so mad about it. I was like, what is she talking about? Can't write a sex scene. <laughs> it, it felt chunky. Like, well, that's what the second pass is for. You just got to sit down and write I, it for the first one. And then you can do right, another pass. Right, through it after. Thank you. Thank it, you. It, felt, it feels chunky, but that's beside the point. It We're not talking about my writing. Because I'm getting embarrassed, so. The only thing that made me uncomfortable was, like, I sort of felt like I was in your bedroom with Matt. And I've known you guys for a really long time. And that kind of, I didn't like See, that See, that's but embarrassing. I don't really like that part. But. <laughs> but other than that, we're fine. As long as it's not you and Matt, we're good. But, yeah, like, I agree. I, I think that the murder mystery part was good enough on its own. Like, I don't it think was. that the romance yes. was needed. Like, I think it was no, like it's not. a thing in the background anyway that could have been easily taken out. Even if you didn't, even if you mm-hmm. wanted to include Ravi in the situation, they could have done right. all the same things just without the flirting. Right. This was my Absolutely. argument on Hunger Games. We didn't need a love triangle. We uh, don't need. You shut your mouth. PETA is goals. He is not goals. I'm not complaining about PETA. I'm not complaining about PETA. Just let her and Gail be friends, man. Like, it was never a love triangle. It was, yeah, it was never never a love love triangle, triangle. but like you had to have that in the Hunger Games, though, because there had to be like them to continue that relationship. And if Gail wasn't there, then they would have 
not have had to continue the relationship, you know? Like, it wouldn't have been the same. Kids don't need, like, they read it and they think that's, like, what romance is, you know? No, it's supposed to be simple and easy and fun and light and not complicated. But when you read shit like this, what, he has to be older? Or, you know what, it has to be between two boys in Hunger Games? No, mm mm-mm. Just give them a simple relationship. But I mean, like, that that's fiction, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. You could hear her getting exasperated when they, April's just like, Molly, fucking enough. <laughs> I just will not hear you criticize PETA. I just I'm won't. not complaining about PETA. Did I once you say are. his name? The first time his name came up, you said it. You are, because you are, you are. You are criticizing okay. him because you said, Kat, you said he d- that you didn't need a love interest. I didn't even you love did. triangle. I said a Katniss, love triangle in Hunger Games. Katniss doesn't need a love interest. But Peta is there anyway. Of course. And I love him. The real or not spreading. real, Molly. Real or not real, Molly. I never said you couldn't love him and that he wasn't a good man. I said a love triangle wasn't necessary. Jeez, woman. I'm not going to take down your Hunger Games. I promise. That's Can we my back favorite to the series. Now? That's my favorite series of all time is the Hunger Games. Um, okay. Well, I don't actually have any more questions. So uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, we've met our hour, yo, so. I know, but did you guys have anything you wanted to add? Um, I hate her parents. Oh, I right. Think this, that's okay. that's all I got. I'm mad at her parents. The parents are like, great job chasing a murderer, sweetheart. Keep at it. There are literally I, people breaking into your house. I really I mean. enjoyed the storyline of her stepdad being, like, her real dad and, like, family is family that way. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a found family too. Yeah, I mean, it turned out to be that the dad was a murderer, but you know, she right she and like she too. had a pretty good group of friends, which I thought was well. A murderer written. and a pedophile. It's just a winner. <laughs> it's just a winner. Um, any final thoughts, Alexa? Well, what did you guys think about like some of the other characters that like didn't turn out to be main characters, like the guy from like the newspaper, or like all of these like other people that? Kind of come up in the I store. I didn't know why he was paying the drug dealer or why he was taking money from the drug dealer. Like, I feel like those were all stories that set it up to be a series. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was intentional for that. I don't necessarily think that they were meant to be the characters that we were like, well, maybe they did it. I think they were meant to be characters that we could have a mystery moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that I really feel like, um, the one that interested me the most, he wasn't the only one, but the one that interested me the most was the friend who was buying the drugs, who was like raping people because like, yeah. I want that story resolved. Like I want that story resolved. Um, not cool, man. I mean, not I can cool, spoil man. it no, if you I, want to, if you want me to spoil please. it. Um, it won't hurt our feelings. We no. Okay, so, so uh, listeners, so spoilers be on this the point shit. for the second and the third book then. Okay. Fantastic. If you don't want to know, yeah. skip ahead. If you're going to reread, skip. reread the rest of the series, skip. Um, but basically what ends up happening is he goes through the trial and he gets acquitted. He gets off like nothing happens. Yeah. No. no. Bullshit. And it's complete bullshit, but I think it's like meant to be like what goes on in society, like that sort of thing. Because like that's what happens to rich boys, yeah. right? Bl- they don't get... What's his, what's his face? Yeah, like that's what, what happens, guy? right? So yeah. he... She's like having a really traumatic time in 
in like the second book and she like writes on his um garage like rapist Whoa. and she ends up like um they find out that it's her and they she has to go through like, this whole <laughs> thing like in the third book do. she has to go through this whole thing in the third book of like him like suing her for like defamation and like all of that yeah dude okay but, but how does he i just don't <sighs> But why was the drug dealer right, paying though. the newspaper right, man? It is, it is, a, it is a comment. White rich guys get off. So the news, the newspaper guy, he turns out to be yeah. um, like um, a, um, a child murderer. I think that's what it is. And he, oh, he murdered someone, and this? then he went into no his maybe his father murdered someone. I don't think that he actually did. But he was mm-hmm. in witness protection. And so when he gets mentioned on oh, the, the podcast, yeah, when he gets mentioned on the podcast, like things come about. Okay, but that's not that's oh, not how Jesus. witness protection works. You don't get to write for a newspaper and have your byline everywhere that probably has your picture with it. Word. Maybe that's why he picked a rural town so he could be a newspaper man. It's his like tenth town or something. I don't know. So like that happened. He's clearly bad at being in witness protection. Very bad. (laughs) Very bad. And then this is your last move, dude. We're not doing this anymore. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) Okay, so all this tells me is that the reason that Holly Jackson set this in the States is because she's watched a lot of US television and like decided to bring in all these things. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But the big twist that happens in the third book, if you want to know, is is that um, Andy's father, he is like a a murderer. Like he kills girls all the time. Like he's a serial killer? He's a serial killer and he takes Pip in the third book. Jesus Christ! Does she slip? Does she slip with her socks on and her hardwood floors? <laughs> no, but like it kind of like goes. <laughs> but she escapes and like from him, and he comes back just as she's like escaping, kind of thing, and she murders him. Shit! And fuck! And her and she calls Robbie, and they go through this whole thing, and they like basically discard the body essentially and they blame max the drug dealer so he goes to jail (laughs) call the police he's murdered a bunch of girls so he he, she could be like self-defense they blame max and like she has the whole thing figured out because then max goes to jail for the murder of andy's dad the fuck (laughs) What the hell? Forget justice. Forget justice for him being a rapist. Because this is how the American court system works. But everything's going to fail you. You might as well kill him yourself. Yeah, it's fiction. <laughs> but the police officer, like you know, the detective, right? Yeah. He knows it. Yeah, was the Andy. one that was the brother. Like the no, and he does the fucking game. He's like, Mer! the detective is like, I I know it was you, but I just can't prove it. Like essentially, because she does a good job of like you, you know, you know who could prove it, and uh, uh, Pip, she could prove it. Like, yeah, she if she, she were the murderer for sure, well, she, she weren't even the murderer, up, right? she could solve it. She covered it up, so it, so like that goes through that whole process, and then she like because she's afraid that um, 
she's gonna get caught for like this murder until like Mac mm-hmm. goes to jail and he's actually like you know found guilty and everything like that. Her and Robbie like pretend breakup for a whole year and they don't speak. <laughs> and then then it ends with them kind of like speaking again, and that's the end of the series. <laughs> it takes a wild turn. <laughs> It's so weird. I love it. The in the second one, the the newspaper guy dies. So the first one starts off. With, oh man! <laughs> the first one starts off with like um, his like funeral and stuff, and people are like, "No, he's such a bad guy," and like all this stuff. So. <laughs> All right, well... It takes a while to turn, but, like, I think that's why I really liked it, because, <laughs> because it's not really, like... You know what? Your description makes me want to finish this series now, just because I want to be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? You know, like... The whole time I was like, this would never work. Like, Holly Jackson, why? <laughs> I Yes. And if she does... And she never slips. Like, that's annoying. Like, you set that up. At least that should have happened. She should have slipped on her socks in the hardwood floors. I'm mad about that. I'm also mad about the dog dying. Did they get a new dog? No, but you find out that that, uh, the guy that stole the dog in the first place didn't actually kill the dog. Just let them free because that was uh, Becca, right? That was um, the sister. The sister, sister, yeah. She just let the dog go. um, But the person who killed the dog was Andy's, their father. Because oh, he, so someone did kill the dog. I thought, oh gosh, that makes it worse. Oh, my heart hurts. Yeah, he drowned the dog on yeah. purpose. Notice, I, notice you you mentioned him killing a whole bunch of girls, and I'm like, okay, but you killed the dog, and I'm like, oh no. You're oh, like, no, she's coming in. Whoa. Not the dog! I know. I read, I read them all like nine months ago. I'm, I'm doing a real bad job of like. No, it's perfect. You are ex- exactly the content that book besties love. <laughs> Mildly vague, hilarious explanations. That's what we do. <laughs> well, uh, if y'all don't have anything else, I think we can wrap up and talk about yeah. what we're doing next week. Is that okay? Please. I think so. All right. So next week, we are talking about this book, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. We covered The Martian in the first season, and so we're doing this book this season. And um, I finished it this past week. And um, Is it as good as the first book? I can't wait. I took a Molly. book break because I was getting the girls ready for school this week. Molly. Molly. I love his I, writing. He's uh, so smart. It's so funny. It's so well written. I love sci-fi movies, but I don't uh-huh. read sci-fi but I would read anything Andy Weir put out. Anything he writes. He is so really, good. Really good. So we'll talk more about that next week. And then um, then we'll, uh, the rest of the month, we have The Astonishing Color of After and then Triptych. Triptych. Um, Karen Slaughter. Yep. Um, this is the first book that we've got coming out. 
Yes. And that's what we've got coming out this month. And you can check our social media. We have everything tagged, uh, pinned to the top. So you can see what we've got coming up uh, for this month. And Alexa, thank you yes, so thank much. thank you. This has been so much fun. I've not laughed hard in a while. That was great. Seriously, this has been great. It and has. we hope you'll come back. Yes. This is great. Of course. Come back on any time. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. I would like, thank you so much for having me. I love doing podcasts, mostly because I'm not a member on podcasts. So like, it's fun. It's a different thing. Yes. Well, we'll have you come on again in season four then. Maybe you can yeah. come on and maybe you can come on when we do contemporary romance. Yes. Because we tend to do that like. Oh, you could do um, Pride Month with us if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, did it, you read On the Line, right? Isn't that one of the ones you were plugging on social media? On the Line by Casey McQuiston? Um, one Last Stop. One, one, one Last Stop. Way. On the Line. I don't know what the fuck on the line is. One last stop. Yeah, I. She's like, I don't know what these fucking books are anymore. I'm done. I'm like on the line. <laughs> what is that? No, um, I, yeah, I no read idea. one last no stop. Idea. Um, I didn't enjoy it as I did red, white, and royal blue. Um, I mean, agree, yeah. agree. Yeah, it was the uh, unsanitary sex on the train that did it for me. Like, I was like, I'm out. Literally in my <laughs> in out. my review, I literally write. I didn't think that anyone could make us like a dirty New York subway sexy, but apparently Casey can. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. We had our friend nurse Katie on for that episode because Molly had COVID. And so she was out and Katie was like, Katie yeah. was like uh, talking about all the different bacteria <laughs> on the trains. And I was like, okay. But red, white, and royal blue is so good. I actually read it four times in one year. Show. It's what? gonna be on Amazon. Amazon Prime just finished finished it. Hashtag not sponsored. Okay. Hashtag not sponsored. We'll have you come on. We'll have you come on next season, and we can talk yeah, about yes. romance books, and then we can just basically just fangirl over romance books. So we thank you for coming. Yes. yes. Thank you. Until next time. Yes. All right. Next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Our special guest today was Alexa from at Cozy Blanket Reads. You can follow Alexa on TikTok and Instagram. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.